Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Avram Goldhari and today we're Zechus Ksubis Daf Mem Vav, the fourth parak Noishini Spasasa. The Zichud Mesechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazachas Torah. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara asks Hazar Lamotzi Shemra Monalan. From where do we derive the source for the warning of a defamer? Boazer says it's from the Pasuk Loseilach Rachil. You should not go out as a gossip monger. Rabbi Nassim says it's from the Pasuk Vinishmar to be called Davara. Beware of any evil Davar, referring to a word. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Lezer did not derive it from Rabbi Nassim's source, for he needs it for what Rabbi Pinchas bin Yair stated in the following Brisa. The Pasuk says, Beware of any evil thing. From here, Rabbi Pinchas bin Yair said, A man should not think immoral thoughts by day and come to the tomb by night. Rashi explains that this is learned from the juxtaposition of this Pasuk to the next Pasuk. If there will be among you a man who will not be clean because of a seminal omission. Rabbi Nassim does not learn the source for warning from Rabbi Lezer's Pasuk, for he needs the Pasuk as a warning to base them. Not to be soft on this litigant and harsh on that one. Rashi explains that Rabbi Nassim expounds Rachil as Rachli. Go easy on me. Pointing me to the Gemara Duff Memhe Amabase Bradamachlokas, whether the defamer must have had relations with her in order to be punished with Malchus and the fine. The Chachamim hold that he is punished whether he had relations or not, and Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov holds that he's only punished if he had relations with her. The Gemara asks how the Chachamim, who hold that he does not have to have had relations with her, understand the words, and he comes to her, and I came near to her, and answers that it means, and he comes to her with accusations, and I came near to her with words. This means he became suspicious from speaking with her, which eventually led to witnesses that she committed adultery. When asked how they understand the Pasuk, I did not find signs of Basulim on your daughter, it answers that it means, I did not find for you witnesses who uphold her Basulim. When asked how they understand the Pasuk of Parshua Simla and they spread out the sheet, it answers Rabbi Yavo said, They clarified the accusation that he placed on her, as it was taught in Hebrisa, that witnesses come from both sides, and they clarify the matter like a new sheep. And point with you, the next Mishnah opens, A father Zoch and his daughter's Kedushin to receive the money. The Gemara asks for the source for this, and after rejecting several answers, returns to its original source from the parsha of a Jewish shivcho becomes a nar, where the Pasuk states, She shall leave free of charge without payment. From the superfluous phrase, without payment, it can be inferred, There is no payment made to this master, meaning no money is needed to purchase the girl from his rishus, but there is payment made to a different master upon leaving his rishus. And who is this? Her father. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara asks, From where do we derive the source for the warning of a defamer? Boazer says it's from the Pasuk, You should not go out as a gossip monger. Rabbi Nassim says it's from the Pasuk, Beware of any evil davar, referring to a word. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Lezer did not derive it from Rabbi Nassim's source. For he needs it for what Rabbi Pinchas bin Yair stated in the following Brisa. The Pasuk says, Beware of any evil thing. From here, Rabbi Pinchas bin Yair said, A man should not think immoral thoughts by day and come to the tomb by night. Rashi explains that this is learned from the juxtaposition of this Pasuk to the next Pasuk. If there will be among you a man who will not be clean because of a seminal omission. Rabbi Nassim does not learn the source for warning from Rabbi Lezer's Pasuk, for he needs the Pasuk as a warning to base them. Not to be soft on this litigant and harsh on that one. Rashi explains that Rabbi Nassim expounds Rachil as Rachli. 
go easy on me. Pointing me to the Gemara Duff Mem Hey Amabase brought him a as whether the defamer must have had relations with her in order to be punished with Malchus and the fine. The Chachamim hold that he is punished whether he had relations or not, and Rebeleaz ben Yaakov holds that he's only punished if he had relations with her. The Gemara asks how the Chachamim, who hold that he does not have to have had relations with her, understand the words Uva'aleha ve'ekra'aleha, and he comes to her and I came near to her, and answers that it means Uva'aleha balilos ve'ekra'aleha bedvarim. And he comes to her with accusations, and I came near to her with words. This means he became suspicious from speaking with her, which eventually led to witnesses that she committed adultery. When asked how they understand the Pasuk, I did not find signs of Basulim on your daughter, it answers that it means, I did not find for you witnesses who uphold her Basulim. When asked how they understand the Pasuk of Parshua Simla, and they spread out the sheet, it answers Rabbi Yavo said, they clarified the accusation that he placed on her, as it was taught in Hebrisa, that witnesses come from both sides, and they clarify the matter like a new sheep. And point with you, the next Mishnah opens, A father Zoch and his daughter's Kedushin to receive the money. The Gemara asks for the source for this, and after rejecting several answers, returns to its original source from the Parsha of a Jewish Shivcho becomes a Nara, where the Pasuk states, she shall leave free of charge without payment. From the superfluous phrase, without payment, it can be inferred, There is no payment made to this master, meaning no money is needed to purchase the goat from his Rishus, but there is payment made to a different master upon leaving his Rishus. And who is this? Her father. All right, so now we get our Simmerdaf Memvav, and her standard simon is a cow, a cow that goes moo. All right, so here goes. The Rachel going around town on a cow, telling people that Pony was warned not to commit Motsi Shemra, lost control and charged through a spread out clean new sheet that the girl's father was holding, which he had bought with a kiss of Kedushin he received. Once again in slow motion. The Rachel going around town on a cow. Cow? That must be run duff. Memvav. Moo. The Rachel going around town on a cow telling people that Pony was warned not to commit Motsi Shemra, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Hazar Motsi Shemra Monalan, from where do we derive the source for the warning of a defamer? Balazar says it's from the Pasuk Oseilich Rachel, you should not go out as a gossip monger. And Rabbi Nassim says it's from the Pasuk Benishmar to be called Davara, beware of any evil Davar referring to a word. The Gemara explains why each one did not hold of the other one's source. So, the Rachel going around town on a cow telling people that Pony was warned not to commit Motsi Shemra, lost control and charged to a spread out clean new sheet that the girl's father was holding, which reminds us of whether the defamer must have had relations with her in order to be punished with Malchus and the fine, the Chamim hold, that he's punished whether he had relations or not, and Rebelezer and Yaakov holds, he's only punished if he had relations with her. The Gemara asks how the Chamim will hold that he does not have had to have relations with her, understand various psukim. When it asks how they understand the Pasuk Parshua Simla, and they spread out the sheet, it answers Rabbi Avo said, Perishuma Shasamla. They clarify the accusation that he placed on her, as it was taught in Abraisa, that witnesses come from both sides, and they clarify the matter like a new sheet. So the Rachel going around town on a cow, telling people that Pony was warned not to commit Motsi Shemra, lost control and charged through a spread out clean new sheet that the girl's father was holding, which he had bought with the Kesef Kedushin he received. Which reminds the next mission opens the A father Zoha in his daughter's Kedushin to receive the money. 
The Gemara asks for the source for this, and after rejecting several answers, returns to its original source from the parsha of a Jewish ship who becomes a Nara, where the Pusik states, She shall leave free of charge without payment. From the superfluous phrase, without payment, it can be inferred in There's no payment made to this master, meaning no money is needed to purchase the girl from his Rishus, but there is payment made to a different master upon leaving his Rishus. And who is this? Her father. So once again, the Rachel going around town on a cow, telling people that Pony was warned not to commit Motsi Shemra, lost control and charged through a spread out clean new sheet that the girl's father was holding, which he had bought with the Kesem Kedushin he received. All right, now it's time for Forbala Ba Chazora. Daf Membase. So the Simra Daf Membase is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster's son's mobster. That must be more in Daf Membeis. The mobster's sons who watched their father die in rage when he learned that the Ma'anas who admitted after he swore was Pater, which reminds us, it was taught in Mishnah and Shavuos. If one says to another, Anastu Batisa is beat to you, violated my daughter, or you seduced my daughter, and the defendant responds that he did not, and the father makes him swear, and afterwards the defendant admits that he violated or seduced her, and that he had sworn falsely, he's high to pay the claim, and an additional fifth, and bring an Ashim, but Rav Shimon exempts him. Shein Rishalm Knas Al Asma, for the din is that one does not pay Knas by his own admission. The Chami said to him that even though he doesn't pay Kanas by his own admission, he does pay for Boshu's Bagam by his own admission. Since his denial has a monetary consequence, he is Chayvanashim for his false oath. So the mobster's sons who watched their father die in rage when he learned that the Ma'anis who admitted after he swore was Pater were hoping that they would inherit another uncollected 50 shekel Kanas, which reminds us, Abai asked his Rebbe, Rabba, one who says to another that you violated or seduced my daughter and I sued you in Basin, and you were obligated to pay me money, referring to the 15 shekel kanas, and the defendant denies it all, swears, and then later confesses that he swore falsely, what's the law according to Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi says that in fact Rabbi Shimon does not treat a kanas after conviction as money. And when he said that Rabbi Shimon does treat it as money, it was with respect to bequeathing it to his sons. So the mobster's sons who watched their father die in rage when he learned that the ma'anas who admitted after he swore, was Pater, were hoping that they would inherit another uncollected 50 shekel kanas. But were informed that a father is only entitled to a kanas when it is actually given to him. Which reminds Rabbi Yosef explained that in the case of Onus and Mephata, the Pusik states, The man who lay with her shall give the father of the girl 50 silver pieces. The Torah did not entitle the father to the Kanas until the moment it is actually given to him. When Rabbi said that a fine after conviction is considered money with respect to bequeathing it to his sons, Bashar Kanasos, it was with respect to other fine. Daf Mem Gimel, so the similar Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The daughter whose room was filled with all the magazines she bought with the money she made after her father's death, which reminds us, Rabbi Vinas Rav Sheshus, a daughter is being supported by her brothers from her father's estate to whom do her earnings belong. Rav Sheshus answered they belong to the brothers, but Rav Yosef challenged him, which Rav explains is based on a mission from which he learned, that her earnings are like what she finds, just as what she finds during her father's lifetime belongs to him and what she finds after her father's death belongs to her, so to what she earns during his lifetime belongs to the father, but after his death belongs to her. So the daughter whose room was filled with all the magazines she bought, with the money she made after her father's death, had the Evakanani who was bequeathed to her brothers keep them tidy, which reminds us, it was said in the name of Rav, a daughter who was being supported from the estate by her brothers, her earnings belonged to her. 
For it was written in regard to an Ever Kanani, You shall keep them in your possession for your children after you to inherit. This implies only they are passed on as a heritage to your children, but your daughters are not passed on as a heritage to your children. This tells us that a person does not bequeath to his son the rights that the Torah grants him in his daughter. So the daughter whose room was filled with all the magazines she bought, with the money she made after her father's death, had the Eva Kanani who was bequeathed to her brothers keep them tidy, who she tipped using the money she received from two kasubas after her father had married her off twice. Which reminds us, the next mission states that if one gave his daughter, who is a katana or a nara in Erison, and the chasen divorced her before Nesuin, and then the father gave her over a second time, and she was widowed before Nesuin, her ksuba from both marriages belonged to the father. If he gave her in Nesuin, and the chasen divorced her, and the father gave her in Nesuin a second time, and she was widowed, ksubasa shalah, the ksuba from both marriages, belonged to her. Rabbi Yudah says, harishon shalah, the first ksuba belongs to the father. The Gemara explains the Malchokas. Daf mem dalad, so the Simver Daf Mem Dalad is mud. So here goes. The two stars for one field dated one after the other. Lying in the mud. Mud? That must be more in Daf Mem Dalad. The two stars for one field dated one after the other. Lying in the mud, which reminds of Rav Nachman said, Two stars for one field and one is dated after the other. The second star nullifies the first. The Gemara asks what the reason is that the first star is Batal, and Rafram said that we say the recipient admitted to him that the first star was invalid. And Rashi explains that by acknowledging the need for a second star, the recipient is admitting the first star was a fraudulent. Ravacha said that we say the recipient graciously waived the lien that is inherent in the first deed. If the land is seized, he's limited to collecting from lands sold after the date of the second star. The Gemara brings three enough communities between the two reasons, the disqualification of the witnesses, the repayment of fruits eaten, and payment of the property tax. So the two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud, were discovered by Anarha Marasa, who was not conceived in Kedusha, but her birth was in Kedusha, which reminds us that we learned that Anarha Marasa, if conception was not in Kedusha, meaning that it was before her mother converted, but her birth was in Kedusha, meaning after her mother converted, Harzo Baskiwa, she's Chayv Skiwa, but she's not subject to stoning by the entrance of her father's house, since her father's a Jewish, nor is she entitled to the hundred cell of fine if her husband is found to be lying about her. The Gemara learns that the superfluous word Umesa, and she shall die, is coming to include one who's not conceived in Kedusha, but was born in Kedusha for Skiwa. And when the Gemara asks why this does not teach us that if her husband is found guilty of trying to defame her, he should be lashed and have to pay the fine, it answers Umesa, and she shall die. La Misa Nisrabsa Vogovokanas. She was included for the death penalty, but not for the fine. So the two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud, were discovered by Narho Marasa, who was not conceived in Kedusha, but her birth was in Kedusha. When she noticed a young orphan girl sitting in the mud and crying because the one who defamed her didn't have to pay the kanas. Which reminds us, we have no focus whether Hamotzi Shemra al Yasoma is putter, whether one who defames an orphan girl is putter from paying the fine. Daf Mem Hay, so the Simr Daf Mem Hay is Monopoly. So here goes. The three Naras playing execution Monopoly, Monopoly, that must be more in Daf Mem Hay. The three Naras playing execution Monopoly and try not to land on Father's house, city gate, or tight neck, which reminds us, Shio taught a brace of the Tat, Shosh Midos Benara. There are three types of execution with regard to a Naru who committed adultery as an Arusa, dependent on when the witnesses came to testify against her and how old she was at the time of the conviction. 
So the three Naras playing Execution Monopoly and trying not to land on Father's House, City Gate, or Tight Neck were joined by the famed Nara, who became a Bagaris, who was upset her accuser did not have to pay the Kanas. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains that in the case of a Narmarasu who was a Nara when she sinned, but a Bagaris when she was judged, she gets skilled because her adulterous actions caused her punishment. And when she committed adultery, she was an Ara. Whereas in the case of the defamer, Akimus Fas of Garmulo, the curving of his lips referring to his defamation caused him to be high of a punishment. And at the time he spoke, she was already a Bulgaris. Therefore, he cannot be given the punishment for one who defames a Nara. So the three Naras playing execution monopoly and try not to land on father's house, city gate, or tight neck were joined by a defamed Nara who became a Bulgaris, who was upset or accused her to not have to pay the Kanas, and who had just come from a town with a majority of idolaters where stoning was done at the entrance. A basin. Which reminds us, it was Tana Bright said, Anar Marasa that commits adultery, we stone her at the entrance of her father's house. If her father has no house, we stone her at the entrance of the city's gate where she committed the adultery, and in a city with a majority of idolaters, we stone her at the entrance. A basin. Alright, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which of the things Rabbi Yeshua taught that there are Shosh Midos Benara, three types of execution, for Anar Marasa who committed adultery? That's on Duff. Good. Number two. Which stuff that we have two different sources for where there's an Ahazara, a warning for Moshe Shemra. That's on Duff. Membav. Good. Number three. Which of the when the Anharmarasa, Shahrasa, Lahis of a Kedusha, Pleidas of gets Skila, but her defamer, if found guilty, does not pay the fine? That's on Duff. Memdalad. Good number four. Which of the one that the McCord that the father gets the Kesef Kedushin is Vyatsachinam in Kasif? That's on Duff. Membav. Good number five. Which of the one Rabbi Shimon holds that if one swore that he was not Ma'anis or Mafata and then admitted he's Pater from a Kanas? That's on Duff. Membase. Good number six. Which of the one that a daughter's earnings after her father's death is like what she finds after his death? Just as she keeps what she finds, she keeps what she earns. That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good number seven. Which of the two different reasons as to why when there are two stars on the same field, the second star is Mavafel, the first one. That's on Duff. Mem Dal. Good number eight. Which of the one that in a town that there are rogue idolaters, the Namaharasi gets stoned by the entrance of Basin. That's on Duff. Memhei. Good number nine. Which of the one how the Chamim hold that the defamer does not have to have relations with or explain the psukim such as spreading out the sheet? That's on Duff. Memvav. Good. Number ten. Which of the Malchus whether one who defames the Yasoma is putter from paying the Knas? That's on Duff. Memdal. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ramgold from Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.